Good morning. It's great to be with you. And uh, together, once again, many of you were here last night. And last night, we heard the story from Luke chapter 2, the story of the birth of Jesus at Christmas. And today, we're looking at this uh, same event from a different lens. This is the Gospel of John chapter 1. And so listen again for God's word to you today. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things came into being through him, and without him not one thing came into being. What has come into being in him was life, and the life was the light of all people. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not overcome it. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. He came as a witness to testify to the light so that all might believe through him. He himself was not the light, but he came to testify to the light. The true light, which enlightens everyone, was coming into the world. He was in the world, and the world came into being through him, yet the world did not know him. He came to what was his own, and his own people did not accept him. But all who received him, who believed in his name, he gave power to become children of God, who were born not of blood or of the will of the flesh or of the will of man, but of God. And the word became flesh and lived among us, and we have seen his glory, the glory as of a father's only son, full of grace and truth. And this is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Well, here we are on this Christmas Sunday morning, this pajama Christmas Sunday morning. I want to say hi again to those watching online, worshiping with us from afar uh, on Facebook Live, on YouTube, and those who might listen to this later in the week as a sermon podcast. And of course, all of you, it's great to celebrate Christmas together today. Last night, as you know, we had these two services here in the sanctuary, uh, 4 p.m. and 10 p.m. And in those services, I, I had one sermon, I preached it twice at both services. And afterwards, Pastor Erica told me, she said, that was a pretty good sermon. You could just go for three and preach it in the morning. What do you think? I won't do that to you. Some of you have heard that a couple times already. Um, Today's Christmas, and so we are centering around the joy of the birth of Christ, um, whose uh, whose birth uh, we celebrate today. You know, my daughter, Abby, she was telling me that at her school, her middle school, they have a class. And in this class, social studies, they were investigating the origins of Christmas. And she told me in a very matter-of-fact way, you know, December 25th wasn't the day Jesus was born. Oh, I was shocked. Um, It's true. We don't know the exact day that Jesus was born. This is the day that the early church, earlier generations of believers set as the day to to celebrate the birth of Christ, to mark that day, to remember that day, to talk about uh, what happened in that story And this is the day that the church sets. So in celebrating Christmas on the 25th, which is not a a calendar exact date that Jesus probably was born, in doing so, we put ourselves in communion with other believers in other times and places. We believe we are not our own. We didn't come up with all this just by ourselves. We're part of this big and expansive and expanding story of God and God's people. So we're put into communion with others. You know, on this Christmas Sunday, it happens to be, well, this Christmas Day happens to be a Sunday, and so we're here in church. Typically, though, as a church, we don't worship on Christmas Day unless it's a Sunday. But around the world, in other cultures and places, it's very typical, especially in the developing world, the global south, 
it's very typical to, to celebrate and worship on Christmas Day. So in a lot of countries, you will, you will find Christians every Christmas Day, whatever day of the week it is, will celebrate by being in church to worship. For us as American Christians, we often have a tradition of being at home, being with our kids and our jammies and Oh, yeah. Um, and staying cozy in our living room. Maybe you don't even go outside all day on a Christmas day. But in other cultures and other places, it's more typical on Christmas day to gather, to celebrate, especially within churches. So again, today, as we worship on this Christmas Day Sunday, we're put into communion with people beyond our borders, with, with folks whose lives and backgrounds might be different than our own, and yet we have unity through Christ, the one who's born this day, and so we celebrate that as well. There was a Christian Century article. It's a magazine that, um, where they asked theologians and pastors. They kind of gave them this challenge uh, to, to share the gospel in seven words. Share the gospel in seven words. And um, so they had these different answers that came back. And one that they featured was this, the gospel in seven words. God refuses to be God without us. Take a look at that. God refuses to be God without us. This echoes what Karl Barth, that 20th century Swiss theologian, has said, which is that humankind, us, we can choose to live without God if we want. And many people do choose to kind of just live our own lives and not worry about this whole God thing. But God does not choose to be that way. God does not choose to be God apart from being God with us and for us. God determined and chose and decided to be God only this way for God's people. And that's what the incarnation on this Christmas day is all about, the way that God refuses to be God without us and instead comes to us in the form of little baby Jesus. And the funny thing about thinking about little baby Jesus is, you know, he has those little baby fingers and toes, you know, a little cute nose. Maybe little baby Jesus, the one who uh, has, is, experiences the full range of human emotions and experiences in his life, one who can relate to us, one who is among us, one who knows us. So this is a different story. The Christmas story is different than if you thought of it like an alien invasion. I wish the kids were still here, but they're having too much fun. An alien invasion where a, sp a, a flying saucer arrives from outer space and it touches down on Earth. Beep, 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 and out steps a little green man or somebody from another land who says, take me to your leader. And everyone says, who is this? And what is this? And what is happening here? Christmas and, and the story of God coming to us is not an alien invasion story. Instead, it is the way that God determines to be with us and to walk among us, to take on flesh and take on blood and take on human life so that he can be for us and with us completely. At Christmas, God comes to us just as we are. You know, Isaiah 52, which Pastor Erica read for us, says this, How beautiful upon the mountains are the feet of the messenger who announces peace, who brings good news, who announces salvation, who says to Zion, your God reigns. How beautiful upon the mountains are the feet. Thinking about Jesus, the one who has these little baby feet at Christmas time, but there's other feet in the Bible that are significant, just thinking about the significance of taking on flesh and blood today. Um, maybe the beautiful, the, the way that the feet of the disciples were made beautiful. Jesus washed the feet of the disciples. Didn't stay far away, he got close. He served them in their own physical selves. God cares about our bodies. How beautiful are the feet. Remember the woman who washed Jesus' feet, 
how she served him and how he received that act of devotion. He didn't push her away and say, no, no, you stay in your category and I'll stay in mine. He allowed interaction with all kinds of people. He invites us as we follow him to also um, follow his example as we interact with others. Thinking about beautiful little feet, maybe of kids like the ones who scampered out of here on a Christmas morning, maybe they're at home watching right now, who got up early this morning, hopeful and expectant for Christmas gifts under the tree or maybe a visit from Santa, something like that. Little kids moving around the house are so excited with their little feet. Maybe I'm thinking about people whose feet today are up on a cushion because they're taking a break after a long work week. And some of us have been working hard and um, going hard and doing so many things. So we need, sometimes we need to put our feet up on the cushion, relax a little bit, take care of our own bodies. You only get one. You only get one chance. Maybe um, those folks who are at home watching online, uh, if you are right now, put your feet up, please. If you're here, don't put your feet up on these pews. I got it. Come on. Um, but, you know, maybe we get weary feet, thinking about workers, people who are out in the cold, people who are homeless, or um, who, whose clothing is not um, built to be out all these hours out in the weather. The, the Midwest right now of our country is full of ice storms, isn't it? And we're all glad we didn't travel this year to Chicago or somewhere like that. It's ice cold. But sometimes we have weary feet, and we need to put them up. God honors our bodies. How beautiful are the feet of the people who walked into this church congregation sanctuary today. How beautiful are the feet of those visiting on a Christmas Sunday seeking good news. How beautiful are the feet of those who come every week and uh, find solace and meaning in this place. The biblical image of faith is the way that feet walk along a path. Throughout the scriptures, this is the image of what it means to have a life of faith, following the path, walking the journey, using your feet. And there's a lot of beauty in that. John chapter 1 that we just read is this cosmic image of the eternal word which whirls and swirls around and exists in all time and places. The eternal word of God which could have existed as just like a great idea or like um, a heartwarming thought or even a or like a religious dogma. That it could have stayed that way. But God decides not to do that, not to stay distant, instead to come near, taking on flesh and blood, taking on hands and feet, and moving into our world. So, so on this Christmas Sunday, while we hear this cosmic language from John chapter 1, the word was was with God, the word was God, we know that we have to translate that into human language, into our own experience. And so uh, it's something like a person who gets, gets close and snuggles in. It's something like a person who's being called home into, the, into being with the ones they love. I was listening to a podcast recently, and there was an interview with a mountain climber. His name is Adrian Bollinger. And in 2019, he climbed K2 which is a massive mountain. Some of you have heard of K2. Uh, it's over 28,000 feet high. While Everest, Mount Everest, is the highest mountain in the world, K2 is considered the most dangerous, the most technical, and the most difficult. It is uh, the one that uh, many fewer people climb K2 than, um, than Everest. It's about 800 feet shorter than Everest, but it's hard. It's dangerous. Um, and so he climbed it. He became one of only four Americans to ever climb this mountain without supplemental oxygen. He didn't take 
like oxygen tanks, he climbed it without oxygen, which meant the higher he went, the worse his brain was functioning. And so he made it to the top, and it was this amazing moment. Let's see, there he is. And then he came down, right? You're only halfway there if you make it to the top. And so on his way back down from the peak, that peak experience up on K2 in the mountains of Pakistan, he was trudging down after hours and hours of climbing and exertion without oxygen up on the roof of the world. And as he got down, he got a little disoriented. And he couldn't quite figure out, you know, which path he was supposed to take on the way back to his camp. And he, got, he was in radio touch, and he, and he told his team, his support team back there, that he didn't quite know how to get back to them. By then, it, was, it had been a full day of hiking and climbing, and so it was getting dark, and he was not sure where he was going to um, find this warmth and find home. So down at camp, the, the workers there, they couldn't climb up into the mountain to get him. So they took their supplies of kerosene, and they lit bonfires all around the camp. You can imagine this picture. Just picture the scene, a snowy camp up in the mountains, and they, they light bonfires as a signal. It's a signal that calls you and says, this is the way. Come home. This is where you're meant to be. And so these climbers, they came down. They followed. They saw the, the light of those bonfires below them. They followed it all the way back to camp, coming out of the cold, coming out of the struggle, coming out of the fear, coming out of the worry, coming home, knowing that as they did, they would be welcomed in with food, with drink, with warmth, with rest. They wouldn't be separated and distant and stuck on a mountaintop anymore, but they would be where they belonged, the place they're meant to be. And I think at Christmas, maybe this Christmas, God is doing something like that with us. The birth of Jesus is like a giant bonfire on a mountainside, and it guides us, it shows us, it calls to us. God is showing us who God is, fingers and toes included. So just really quickly as, as I finish this, this, this Christmas Day sermon with you, on this Christmas Day as you celebrate, may you put your feet up sometime today and relax. Give yourself a break after all the hurry of this season. I pray that you will find the rest and enjoyment of this day. This Christmas, as you celebrate, may you move your feet with love. May you move your feet to be with and spend time with the ones you care about, the people in your life. Show your love by where you go and who you spend your time with. And third, as you celebrate Christmas today, may you know that God comes to you again. God comes to us in human form. God comes to us even with little baby feet, and that's good news indeed. So Merry Christmas. God bless you. Amen. Thank you.